Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I think it was something around $21 million, And then we've got Antoine Griezmann, who his price tag's like 40 something million. And for the most part, I think they're basically the same the same player. So, uh, you know, when it comes to kind of bang for your buck, I think we're getting a, a really good deal with with Pedro. <clears throat> so, you know, I, I think I think a four three three would be a great system for us. I think I don't know if Oscar is a true number ten, and I think having him in the three in the midfield would be a little bit more beneficial for him. And he can also tackle pretty well. So he wouldn't have to worry so much about tracking all the way back. And I think that's why oftentimes Oscar kind of disappears in games because he spends so much time tracking back and going up that, you know, you can't have that much energy and be everywhere all at once because he's just not that, that kind of player. And I think having that, those three midfielders, if it would be Fabregas and Oscar and Matic, would just kind of free up Oscar and or Fabregas to be able to push forward more and one or the other stays back. Because I think that's, you know, Fabregas wants to get forward, but he also knows that, okay, if he's playing next to Matic, he can't always be going forward so much. And it kind of, I feel like we have a bunch of people who are kind of playing maybe a half position out of their position. You know what I mean? Like Oscar might not be a true number 10 and Fabregas really isn't a defensive midfielder, but is he really a number 10? Not really. You know, it's kind of, I think a change in a four, three, three with depending on who we have in our starting 11 could be a better system than four, two, three, one. And I'm not sure if, yeah. if Jose's just stuck on four, two, three, one, or if he thinks that's what benefits us the most. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he played 4-3-3 when he was at uh, Real Madrid. So I don't know if it really has to do with him or if that's just how he feels our personnel really fits fits with that style. So Yeah, I think that you, you kind of alluded at it. I think that it would benefit both um, Fabregas and Oscar to be in more of a uh, 4-3-3. Um, but, you know, time will tell. See what how it turns out so hopefully we can um see a uh see some better performances coming up yeah. in the next couple matches <clears throat> so for uh for west brom what do you think do you think there'll be any changes or do you think it'll kind of be the same old same old starting 11 i feel like jose's gonna have it's gonna i feel like it's gonna be mostly the same um, but I feel like he's going to try to shake it up a bit. Um, so I wonder if he'll bring in, I mean, I don't suspect Pedro or um, Babarama to start. So assuming the back four is probably going to be the same, I would say maybe um, maybe, um, maybe Cahill won't start, or maybe, yeah, I would say maybe Cahill doesn't start, and maybe... Um, Kurt Zuma starts instead. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Oscar is still injured, if he would come in or not. Um, it's hard to tell him. But I, I feel like it's not going to be our standard lineup. I think he's going to try to shake it up a bit and try to get some, you know, get something out of some other people. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, and uh, last year West Brom they had uh, Sato Berahino, and he. He was he was pretty good that day, and you know he's got some pace, and that's usually when we seem to struggle. So I could definitely see Zuma in for uh, for Cahill, and I mean he's just been taking a beating <laughs> since the summer and uh, the beginning of the year with two busted noses and uh, and everything. But I think I think Zuma would be a good fit fit for that game, and. I feel like this year Marino is really going to try and try and work Zuma in. I think he's been subbed on both games so far this year, so I think this might be the year where we really kind of see 
a transition in our back four, whether it's Cahill out sometimes or JT out sometimes or, you know, just subbing Kurt Zuma in. I think we're going to see a lot more, a lot more Kurt Zuma this year, which I'm excited to see. I think he's, I think he's going to be, going to be great for us. His size and his athletic ability when he goes up for a ball, I mean, he's just soaring in the air. So I think, uh, I think I'd like to see Zuma in Zuma in as well, but it's it's one of those things. It's like I want to see something different, but I don't really know who else I would who I would take out and who I would put in instead of somebody at the moment because I don't really see anybody on the bench who I'm like, why aren't they starting? They should be starting instead of so and so. You know, there's really right. nobody that I see that I'm like, you know, in my mind I'm like, okay, hey, I want to see something different, but. Who are we going to well, take out and who are we going to replace them with? Well, maybe we go to what we were talking about earlier. And if we have both, you know, Diego Costa and Falcao are starting, we have two strikers up top. And then that that's our difference. So, I don't know. Um, I feel like West Brom is definitely a game where we would be able to go at them more. Um, and I think that those are the types of games that we need to have that more offensive mindset uh, to where we'd have, you know, the two strikers and, only one uh, as a holding midfielder instead of the two holding midfielders. So it'll be interesting to see how Jose lines us up. No, I agree. And I think, I mean, I know we're going to turn it around. <clears throat> I mean, there's obviously, it's obviously frustrating when you're not winning and, you know, you're drawing games. And, you know, I never have my expectations so high that I think we're going to win every game, you know. But this ship will get turned around fairly quickly. And, It'll be amazing if we do win pretty convincingly on Sunday. How uh, everybody's mindset will be will be different, you know, after that match if we win. And you know, it's early, early days. I mean, two two games into the season is nothing to uh, to worry about. So I just, I'm just looking forward to to Sunday, and uh, you know, I really feel like this game will be kind of the game where we really show our true colors for this year and you know step up and and show that that performance that everybody's kind of been waiting for yep i agree so um beth are you, have you got back or are you still left at us i've heard anything from beth in a minute she so said a short phone call, no. but there's no um, no such thing. Are there any other topics that we needed to cover before? Uh, no, I don't really think I don't really think there's anything really left uh, left to talk about. I guess all we've really got are uh, our picks. I guess we could talk about maybe some of the other other results around the league from the past week or so. I mean, um, I know. Personally, I was looking forward to to the Crystal Palace Arsenal match, just because I kind of have high high expectations this year for for Crystal Palace. I really think that they'll <clears throat> that they'll do well, and I think they're pretty unfortunate to uh, to lose. You know, on I don't know if it went down as an own goal, but uh, I think it was Damien Delaney turn, kind of turned the ball into his own net there, off like right off his leg, just trying to block the ball, uh-huh. and you know that was I was really looking forward to that game, and I think. I think there's still a lot to be said out there for many teams. I mean, if you look at the table, you've got <clears throat> you've got Liverpool who have six points and they've only scored two goals and their goal, I think they played Monday, shouldn't have even counted because it was offsides. You know, United are the same thing. They've got two goals as well. One was an own goal and they have six points. So, you know, the points so far really aren't telling the true story for, for every team here, you know, Leicester city's at six points in second place, you know, and many have them thinking that they'll be relegated and I think they'll be relegated as well. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of results happening that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's only, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, it's early in the season. It usually takes probably five or six games at least before the table to start evening out to where it's going to start shaping up. Because remember, start of the season last year, uh, I think it was West Ham was in the top four for the first 
maybe even 10 or 12 games before they started falling out. So, I mean, like we've all said, it's way, way, way too early to start making any assumptions about the way that the season's going to turn out after only two matches. Um, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you what you're saying about Palace. I do think Palace are going to, they're not going to make a run for a, a European spot, I don't think. But um, I actually like Alan Pardew uh, as a manager. I think he does a good job. Uh, I like that they, they picked up um, Kabai. I think he came back from PSG. So I think that Palace is going to be on the up and up this year, uh, which is kind of exciting for them. Um, it's uh, It'll be interesting to see how Bournemouth does because they have jumped up, what, they've really – been promoted uh three times in the past four or five seasons three yeah. or four times i mean six years ago they were the in league two so league. <laughs> yeah so yeah there's there's lots of good storylines you know throughout the league and that's part of the reason why we love it because it's not just about watching i mean it's mostly about watching chelsea but you know the drama of the, the league as a whole is what draws us in and part of the reason why we love it yeah, and I think I think those recent uh, TV deals with all the money, I mean, you just see it throughout the league. I mean, you've got Crystal Palace signing Johan Kvai. You know, you've got uh, Stoke City signing Serdan Shakiri and Afalai. And, and, you know, all these teams, these quote-unquote small teams, are getting very good players. They're not just signing, you know... Players that you know most of most of the time the recently promoted teams just have all these you know English and Scottish players on their team and and that's about it you know these these or teams they get are some, yeah exactly or they get a, or the, I mean they're signing legitimate legitimate players from from mid to top European teams and I think this year you're you're just really going to see you know. Going to Crystal Palace isn't going to be a given, or playing Crystal Palace at home isn't going to be a given. You know, there's going to be really, I mean, the Premier League is like that majority of the time, anyways. But there's going to be, I think, there's going to be a, a high level of competition throughout the league this season, and I think it's great for a viewer, and I think as a player, it's also great because you know that every game you've got to be on top, and if you know the top four or five. Are within a few points of each other throughout the season you know that each match is important and you know last year you know we really didn't have that because we had such a huge lead that you know we had that wiggle room and I think no matter where we are throughout the season there's really going to be no no wiggle room and and it's going to be you're going to have to grind out wins I mean there's going to be some tough games this year and and I'm just looking forward to that and just kind of seeing that competitiveness and I think it'll be it'll be a great test for the teams and even as fans to just kind of you know stay supporting. I don't no matter who you support. I mean, it's going to be a tough a tough season. No team is just going to run away with it. And I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited. Uh, like we said, it's going to be better competition, top to bottom. I think you are right in the fact that this. This huge TV deal, it can, you know, the fruits of that have already been seen by these lower league teams, you know, signing bigger name talent. So, um, and I hopefully that's driving for overall better competition. Um, so it's not going to be, you know, oh, it's not going to be a given that we're going to go to to a Norwich or, or Watford and just walk away with three points. Uh, they're going to be fighting for it because, you know, they're going to be fighting for their, they, they're fighting for their lives because they know that. The difference between relegation and you know just staying in the Premier League is a huge amount of money, and you know a lot of those guys that if they do get relegated, they they have to you know their teams almost get disassembled because a lot of guys um, will leave because they you know they're not in the Premier League anymore or they've got or they do have people on loan that their loans have run out. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm assuming Beth still isn't back. Do we want to? No, I am back. Start going over some picks, and then we can just have her. Oh, you are back! I hadn't heard you. No, I just got back. It well, now bit. that you're back, we had just been kind of talking about the the league in. Oh, okay. We've been talking just about kind of the league in general, 
and our thoughts about the season upcoming. So um, we figured uh, if you want to give us any insights of anything else you want to talk about, maybe give um, us some um, any CIA news we would have, and then we can go into the picks. Well, um, what I can tell you is I agree with you. I think the league is going to be very competitive, but one of the things that is an advantage that CST and the FST are trying to really do this season is to get some of that money returned back to the supporters. And I think that is very, very an important point. It can't just be about buying players. You know, um, the fact of the matter is the players don't make any money if there's nobody in the stands. And I think, um, I think it's very, very important to remember that it's also about um, making sure that the supporters get the help. Travel is getting very, very expensive. Um, you know, away tickets, we were subject to that uh, two years ago uh, when we played QPR, where they made the away tickets even more expensive than, you know, their home tickets, which to me is an anathema. Um, and should never happen. Well, that's QPR for you. Well, and QPR, I mean, you know, but I feel for I feel for Bournemouth supporters that have to go Arsenal away. Why? Because Arsenal is the most expensive game, is the most expensive ticket in the Premier League. And for those guys that are used to paying thirty pounds or twenty pounds for a ticket, to all of a sudden have to pay sixty-five and travel to London. And most probably spend a night. It gets expensive. So um, I think some of the things from the FST and the CST about taking some of that money and actually putting it to help offset costs for supporters is very, very key. Would you not agree? The club is subsidized. Yeah, the club is. Uh, Chelsea is subsidizing away travel again this year, right? Yes, but there needs to be more of that, and other teams need to do it as well. So, don't you think? Oh, oh no, I, I totally agree. So, you know, I mean, I do think, you know, I do think that our, uh, I do think that our, um, our league is probably one of the most competitive in the world. Um, but, there you have it. You know, I mean, it's going to be that for a lot of reasons. Some of that is because of um, just because of the way things work. Yeah. No, you definitely. know, and 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 that's what makes the Premier League such a great a great league is because it is competitive. You don't have one, two, three teams. You've got four, five, six that are, you know, in the hunt and, you know, it changes, you know, the standings change every team. Yeah, it's not like in Spain where it's almost always uh, Real Madrid or Barcelona or sometimes rarely somebody else or like in, in Germany where it's, it's been Bayern Munich every year for God knows how long. And so, like, yeah, that's that's part of what we were talking about earlier when you were uh, on the phone was how, uh, you know, the league is definitely going to be more competitive from top to bottom this year. Um, and it's already, you know, the Premier League is already a more competitive league top to bottom than other leagues. So we were talking about how we we're excited to see some of the lower level clubs like uh, Crystal Palace and the Berman and the Watfords, you know, making moves, signing big name players. We, we named like Johan Kabai going to Palace, you know, two or three years ago, you wouldn't have thought, you know, Crystal Palace is signing a decently, you know, big name player from PSG. So um, I think the, the, the league as a whole is moving forward in a good direction, but you are right that there are issues that need to be looked at, such as subsidizing away travel, safe standing, safe standing, safe standing. We need to bring in safe standing. So um, hopefully um, we can get some legal changes um, done so that can maybe be more of a reality because as of now, there's not really any way that's going to happen. 
Beth, do you want to speak real quick to safe standing for any of our newer supporters and listeners that may not know what we're referring to as safe standing? I would love to. So um, back in the day, there used to be terraces. And it was basically a long, canted piece of cement that everybody stood on, for lack of a better word. If you go back, you can look at pictures of Stamford Bridge when it was empty, and you can see what I'm talking about. That's what the shed was. It was a, what we call the terrace. So it was just this long, wide, huge, canted piece of cement um, that we all stood at. And there was no, you know, there was no places, there was no spots. You couldn't, you know, there were no seats. And you just came in and you stood, you know, maybe at the fourth stanchion down and three over so that your friends could find you, that kind of thing. Or you stood near the white wall or whatever it was. Um, and it was the same in the West End, where the current Matthew Harding stand is right now. It's just a big, long terrace. Safe standing is not about terracing. Okay, it's not about terracing. And I'm going to say it a third time. It's not about terracing. It's not about going back to that. What safe standing is, is more in line with what they do in Germany, where that every person has a seat. But in fact, the seats fold up flat. Okay. They fold up flat. um, And... My experience has been when we went to, um, where did we go? I'm trying to think where it was. Um, Dusseldorf. We went, no, it wasn't. Was it Amsterdam? No, it wasn't in Amsterdam. It was in Germany, actually. Um, And it was a few years back, which was the first time that I actually got to go to a stadium that had these flat seats. Frankfurt? Huh? But anyways, um, and what I thought about him was, is that underneath the seat, so if the seat was flat, you know, there's a bit of cement there. And if the seat was... Was it Schalke? Uh, the Champions yes. League? Anyway. Yes. It was, it was Schalke in the, in the Champions League. Thank you. Um, so, but underneath the seat, there was a step. And so if you put all the seats back, instead of there just being one flat piece of cement, there was actually a stair step that ran the entire aisle. So the idea is that for safe standing, you would have where it's mandated for, for sitting, okay, like in Champions League, ha, 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 or like in, in Germany for a derby. So, you know, during a derby, they don't allow safe standing in Germany. You, they, they say one person per seat. But for other games, they'll allow safe standing. So the seats go up and two people can stand where one seat was. But the really cool thing about it was, is that because the seats were flat, there was actually more room in the aisles to ingress and egress. Now, if you've ever been to Stamford Bridge, okay, and I know both, both of you have, you know that when the seats are up and somebody is standing against their seat, it is still nigh on impossible to get past that person. You have to be fairly thin. And sorry to say, but most of our and you're still gonna rub ugly. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna be <clears throat> okay. And in some instances, it's almost impossible. So, and it's because the seat takes up an extra eight inches, as opposed to an extra three, and that extra five inches really makes a difference. And that the seats are actually further apart. So there are some videos, if you go on to the CST and you, and you look for uh, safe standing, um, there's actually, or if you go and do a Google search for the safe standing roadshow, there's actually a video that shows these seats. And I, you know, right now my concern is this. When we go to Stamford Bridge and I'm standing in the shed and I'm standing, I have very little room. And if somebody's trying to, eat, you know, it's still not safe because it's not made for standing. It's made for sitting. And the bar in front of me, there is no bar in front of me like there is in Germany. It's just the back of the seat in front of me, which generally means that when I leave Stamford Bridge, I end up with bruises on my, on my calves. And I've seen people topple over. Like, I mean, you know, we score a goal, 
and they're so excited and they end up going flying forward. It happens. The idea about safe standing is, is that you have these stanchions. They're high enough that if you sit, your view is not. Yep, good. that almost happened to me when I was there last time, the shed. Yep, it almost happened to a number of people. Ben Warner was one. Um, and so what happens is, is that with safe standing, there's not only the seat in front of you, but there's two tiers of stands. If you're sitting, the bar doesn't impede your vision. If you're standing, you can get two people there, and it's actually just a lot safer because there's room to stand. There's room to ingress and egress and all of those kinds of other things. So... What I urge you to do is, if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, of course, of course, the issue is that the terraces were taken away after Hillsborough and some uh, and some other incidents. Hillsborough was a terrace. We're not talking about terracing, and we're not talking about turning Stamford Bridge into all safe standing seats. We're talking about. In, in the where the shed is, where the Matthew Harding is, those two areas, you know, where the west stand is still all cedar, the east stand is still all cedar, so that people that do want to sit can sit. But even with the new shed, you know, the new shed group that's trying to get more atmosphere in the shed, the idea is, is to allow people that want to stand and sing to stand and sing. And, and, and people that want to sit should sit someplace else. Why? Because if you sit, you don't want the person in front of you standing. Now, I'm 57, and I know that there's going to be a day in my future, not too far away, probably, that I'm going to want to sit instead of stand. At that point, I need to leave the shed, and I need to move someplace else. Now, if that means that safe standing's in the shed lower and not the shed upper, Matthew Harding lower, not Matthew Harding upper, whatever it may be, all I'm saying is we need a place for people like myself right now, you guys, both you, Dan and Jonathan, that you can stand without somebody tapping you on the shoulder and go sit the fuck down. You know, that kind of thing. That we need to have those that allowed. It is a UK law that it's not allowed. Bournemouth had to put in seats because like, for instance, if you go to Brentford, there's still terracing in Brentford. But Brentford holds like 4,000 people. It doesn't hold 42,000 people like Stamford Bridge does, or 60,000 like Anfield, or 60,000 or 80,000 like. Yeah, I went to Cambridge United versus Brentford last. Yeah. Did you get to stay yeah, at the Yeah, because I went to Cambridge United versus Brentford last fall, uh, and it was, uh, you know, it was steady. Yes, I did. Cool. It was and, you know, even if you sit, even if you sit, you know, on the long side, it's just benches. It isn't even seats. It's still benches. So all of these clubs, like, for instance, Bournemouth, especially since they've come up so far so fast, um, they've had to really change their stadium. And a lot of their money from that will go to, change, to, to pay back the improvements they had to make to their stadium in order to meet the rules for the Premier League, which are dictated by the U.K. government. Now, there are starting to be PMs, um, excuse me, MPs, that are pro-safe standing. It lowers the price, theoretically. It allows more people in, um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, they're football supporters as well, and they don't want to have to sit behind somebody that stands. and They don't want to have to tell someone that wants to stand and sing that they need to sit. I mean, it's it's kind of that that thing. I, I don't I, I don't go and go to the West Stand and then stand and sing because those people want to sit. All I'm asking is that people that want to sit stay out of the shed, okay, or go sit in the shed up or, or whatever, you know. And I go. I mean, even for our tickets, I talk to people about it. You know, when I see a family of four with some small children wanting tickets to the shed, it's like, do you guys know what you're getting into? You know, or a guy going over that's been a member for a long time, and then this year he signs on his wife, and they've got a true they're going over. It's like, really? You're going to go to Liverpool at home in the shed? Is your wife ready for this? You know, that kind of thing. So we do want to make sure that people, you know, that that gets talked about. So thanks for letting me have my five minutes made about that. Liverpool One at home in the, the shed is awesome. Things 
What's that, Beth? I said, what are the other important things that the CST does? Oh, they do tons of things. I know. They're our, they're our connection to the club. They are. And, and uh, the Greater Supporters Network. I mean, that's the thing that the CST also does. They do talk to supporters' trust from other clubs. Like, for instance, I noticed on the CST's uh, website that there's a group from Tottenham that are questioning why West Ham's, quote, rental of the Olympic Stadium, where they've hardly paid anything in tax to be there, and how that's not fair. And, and you know, I don't like Tottenham, but you know what? I tend to agree with them. You know, West Ham should not get a free. You know, we're not going to get a free to rebuild our stadium. Arsenal didn't get a free to rebuild their stadium. Why is West Ham getting a free and moving into a national stadium? It wasn't supposed to be like that, so... And, uh, yeah, kind both of, us, go ahead, us and Tottenham are getting dicked over on, yeah, I, say, I think it sounds like both us and Tottenham are getting screwed over on using Wembley, so that's another reason why they're probably not too happy. Yeah. So. And I will say, kind of with the CSD, too, is that it's not just kind of Chelsea versus everybody. The CSTs from other clubs, they all kind of work together on these issues so it's not no, just the, the Chelsea CST thing the is not CST is Chelsea supporters trust the FST the FST but it's kind of the same people correct so we have representatives from the CST that actually yeah. report to the CST yeah, right. we have representatives from the CST that actually report to the FST yeah so the football supporters trust yes which is a na nationwide entity and it, and it goes from the Premier League all the way down. So there are supporters' trusts across the gap. So they're not concerned with just Premier League issues. Okay? So do you want me to go over some Chelsea news, or do you want to do picks first? Uh, let's, um, do, let's do picks. Let's do picks. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so last week, Jonathan and Vincent both got five. I would say that we're kind of lacking behind. Um, Human, Dan, and Eddie got four. And I was kind of like Chelsea. I got two. But I really don't care. Because I'm going to smoke it at some point. I don't know when, but it's going to be. So, um, are you guys ready for picks now? <coughs> yep. Yep, okay. are you taking note? Yeah, I've, got, I've already got it all built. Okay. Okay? Okay, good. Okay, so first game on Saturday is Man U at home to Newcastle. I'm going to go draw. Okay, who, who hasn't picked yet? Uh, sorry, I'm I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna do draw. Believe it or not, I'm going with Man U. I just have no hopes in Newcastle. <laughs> Palace at home to Villa. Palace. Palace. Leicester at home to Spuds. Draw. Draw. <laughs> I thought you were going to say screw it Tottenham <laughs> Norwich at home to Stoke Stoke draw okay Dan's got Dan's got Stoke John's got draw okay sorry I'm not looking so Sunderland at home to Swan Swansea Swansea <laughs> you know those boys up north if you want to talk about shit okay yeah be Sunderland um West Ham at home to Bournemouth West Ham yeah I'm going for a draw I was not impressed with the Amherst this weekend 
I didn't pay any bit of attention, so I don't know. Well, I think they lost. Hold on. Um, yeah, Lester beat them. Oh, nice. So, uh, West Brom at home to Chelsea. 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 Everton at home to City. Draw. I want to say draw, so I'm gonna say draw. I feel draw? like it's I feel like City's gonna win, but I want it to be a draw. That's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> I think he's gonna be so full of himself they're gonna get a draw at Everton. As long as Everton don't play in khaki green again. Yeah. <laughs> Watford at home to Southampton. Watford? Watford. Yeah, I'm going for Watford. I'm going to go for Watford and Nathan Ophelia. Okay, in the last game of the weekend, you ready? Arsenal at home to Liverpool. Uh, Man, I could see that going every which way. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I pick all three and then whichever one happens? No. I get a half a point. Can I get a half a point if I pick all three? Um, I can see it being a spank uh, on either side. I can see one team beating the other, and I can see a draw. I agree. I went with the draw. All right. I'm going to put – yeah. What? What? Jonathan, what did you say? Uh, I feel like uh, I want it to be a draw, but I'm going to say Big Pete is going to keep him in it. So, Arsenal, Latte boys. I'm going Arsenal as well. I'm going with the draw. Okay. So, that's, that's that then. How about that? If you want to give, if you want to send in your picks, you can send in your picks to Chelsea uh, CIA underscore podcast. You can do it on Facebook, um, or you can also send it to podcast at chelseaofamerica.com. Just make sure you get it in before Saturday morning. Or if you don't, then you don't get those. Or you um, do it like me, and you miss the one early match every week because I wake up and I think, oh shit, I forgot to put in my picks. Well, you got him in this week. No, I did this week, but I, I always miss the first one because I wake up and then I remember I forgot after it's like 15 minutes into the first match. <laughs> so, but I got him. I got him last week. Well, a little CIA news, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, what I can tell you is this. Uh, last week, as you know, because it wasn't on the podcast, I sent out 1,300 Fourteen member cards. Did you guys? Did you guys get yours yet? Got them. Got it. What did you think? Awesome. I liked it. Did you like the member gift this year? The coasters. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I got them out right now. What do you think, Jonathan? I like it. I and I also think that I need to put in an order for some pies because it's about pie season and. Pies from the English Pork Pie Company are delicious. And don't forget 8x8 magazine. I'm just saying. But anyway. Or CFC UK. And CFC UK, that's right. Did you see the nice did you see the nice insurance? That was very nice. That was all Rachel. Huh? That was all Rachel. Rachel did that. I know. She did a good job for you, didn't she? Yeah, she did. So we might as well just run this segment out by finishing thanking our sponsors because that's just kind of what this turned into and then we can cut the CIA news. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got four CIAs. Well, I know I say that you can finish the CIA news, but I was just thinking the only one we didn't mention was One World Sports and I am um, excited about, I would be excited about watching some cricket tomorrow. So I wanted to just get that in there. Yeah, that's something else that got missed last weekend, last uh, podcast is that I wanted about uh, a five-minute cricket rant that didn't get used. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? What did you rant about crickets? I did. It wasn't really five minutes. I just brought up that like I don't know how it came up. It just came up the conversation, and then I got to talking about how it was such a shame that neither yourself nor Ashish was on the uh, call to talk about cricket with me. Because we just we just smashed the odds. We won the Ashes. Yeah, tomorrow's result doesn't even matter. So. Uh... Nope. It does matter. Well, <laughs> kind of. It doesn't matter in the fact that we've already we've clinched it, yes. but it, it does matter because it's the Ashes. And yes. We don't want to lose. Yes. Well, we and we still want to lose to the Aussies. Period. We want to get him. Oh, we smashed him. I mean, that game that only took three days and a five-day test. Oh my God. Yeah. That was amazing. I mean, I just couldn't believe that Stuart Broad got eight wickets. I was just, yeah. That was just incredible. So Anderson's not bowling again, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And then, you know, we go into the ODI and then 2020 series. So there you right. Go. Okay. So, um, and I guess there's a protest tomorrow at the Oval about opening opening cricket up for them. So, um Opening it more in what manner? In that it shouldn't that the International Cricket Foundation should not be run by the English and Australians. Oh, I mean, because when you look at the twenty twenties, you know, especially the twenty twenty World Cup, which the U.S. is not doing very well in qualifying, unfortunately. Um, yes, I do follow U.S. cricket. Um, you know that it needs to be opened up. That test could be opened up to more more countries and just you know not those six you know to get a couple more in I mean look at Nepal Nepal is Nepal's in a tough place you know they've got India and Pakistan you know and there's no there's no way in for them for for, for test cricket and and they're getting close to being competitive so you know anyways it's all about that kind of stuff oh okay okay um so we won't talk about cricket uh, but we do want to talk about One World Sports. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to remind you guys that, so I was caught up on last Wednesday up until the end of July. So July 30th. So if you said in your membership prior to July 30th, you should have gotten your uh, packet by now. If you've signed up after July 30th, I'm working on them. I mean, okay, not right now, but I'm hoping to have them in the post um, by either Saturday or Monday. Um, but that number will take us over what we did all of last season. How about that? Nice. We're, we're close. growing. Yeah, we're close to 1,500 right now. So we, you know, um, and that's exciting because we were actually over last year's end figure before the season even started. Yay! But I want wow. to remind, there are still a lot of people that have not renewed. So please do not forget to mention it in the pub. Don't forget to tell your friends. You know, if they're wearing a Chelsea shirt, why should you become a member of Chelsea in America? Well, there's a lot going on. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the things that I was doing at the beginning of the podcast was I was sending over the inventory of merchandise that we have um, left over from the tour. Um, over to Rachel so that she can populate the CIA megastore. And there's, you know, there's a discount for members on that. Um, nice. I just forgot to get a flag. Are there any flags left? No, there are no flags. Uh, but there are scarves left. They were awesome. I mean, we could do another run of flags. You know, we could put it out there. But um, the number on, see, the problem with the flags is, number one, they're expensive. Um, even to get like 200 they're expensive. And we don't want to tie up all of that money unless we we know they were going to gonna sell. So right. what we may do is we may do a flag more towards the end of the season and do pre-order for flags. Like we did for the summer tour. Right. Okay. Um, so, but we do have that very, very cool scarf. Very cool hat, T-shirts, and all kinds of other stuff. And so 
if you were on tour and like Jonathan, you got to buy something like one of those great water bottles or a pair of sunglasses because everybody needs a pair of Chelsea sunglasses. Um, you'll have that opportunity now um, once the megastore gets repopulated because it's shut down right now because we couldn't sell things while we were on tour. Um, so that's what's happening. We're also looking at a couple of new initiatives. The website's also undergoing some changes as well. And we're going to be adding some new content and things like that to the Chelsea in America website. But along with that, we're looking, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about that. We're looking at creating a Flickr account for everybody. So it would be a place for you to be able to dump your photos from the tour or from if you go to a match in England, you can dump a couple of photos in there for other people, to members to see. It would be a members only account. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, that'd be good. <clears throat> Not very exciting, is it? No, I mean, I think I think it's cool for people to see see the other photos because I know sometimes people post on the Facebook pages, but it gets lost or people just post them in their local chapter. And I know yeah. I do I do the Instagram account, which is photos, but I'm not trying to post 200 photos a day, you know. Right. Right, so. and I'd like to have an album for the summer tour and an album for, you know, um, Dan's trip to London, you know, that kind of, you know, so um, it's an opportunity to do that. But the other thing that, that we, we're looking at is having a YouTube channel. No, I think so. that'd be pretty cool, too. I mean, we could even, depends what we can do right. with it, but we could do... You know, Give me a podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You can yeah. short ones and 20 minute post match clips or something and and things or like that. Or take a video of the Phoenix Blues in their pub. Yeah, exactly. You know, we could. You know, if seven, eight chapters kind of send videos and you can kind of compile it and here's CIA for. Man United at home this year. Here's everybody in their pubs and you know whatever. Right. You know, or if I go over to London and I'm standing at the CFC UK booth with Dan, with uh, DJ and, and Marco, you know, to do a short, you know, two-minute video and say hi to everybody. Or if I'm over at the Chelsea Bandcast, you know, to be able to do some behind-the-scenes stuff. Or if I'm sitting there having a drink with Bob and Val and give them a chance to say hello again. Or I meet Canners, or I see Spy, or... You know, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities, I think. No, I think it's a good idea. Okay, me too. So we're probably going to be doing that as well. So that's exciting. New pub page is coming. You know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. So when you say, you know, well, what, do, what does my $10 get me? Well, it gets you your member packet. That's true. If you went on summer tour, you got a discount on your on your match tickets because you didn't have to go through Ticketmaster. You got a discount on your hotel if you booked through us. Um, you get a discount on, on merchandise because we sell the merchandise higher um, to non-members. Um, you get these really great coupons. I know some of the pubs are starting to offer deals. I know at my local pub, Chimera's, um, we get 50% off food during matches and 20% off food any day, any time. Um, I mean, literally, I make up my membership in the first two games of the season. I've saved my I've saved my membership dues um, just in the first two two matches of the season. So that's that's kind of the things that you get. Um, not to mention, you know, I mean, I still have to do the drawing for the ball and the shirt last from last season. You know, there's all kinds of other things to do. But it happens, but the biggest benefit is participation in all of these things that we're offering. If you don't go out to our new YouTube channel, and we'll announce it when it's ready, if you don't go out there, well, then you're not gaining that as a benefit. That's not my fault. It's there if you use it. Dan's Instagram account, you know, the Twitter account, the Twitter account for members only, Facebook accounts, both for chapters, regions, and CIA. It's all there. It's just whether or not you take advantage of it or not. You know, and you might say, well, yeah, but it doesn't cost you anything. Well, no, it doesn't cost us anything. 
but it does cost us to pay dues to Chelsea. And it does cost us to have the website. It does cost us to send the email. And it does cost us to send the to send all the member packs. And all of that stuff does cost us. And you know what? It costs us a shitload of money to bring three legends on tour. That costs a shitload of money. And by the way, Jonathan, I think you know this. I've been paid back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, well, all except for maybe I think about four grand, three or four or five grand. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yes, I put my money up. You know, I take, I pay the bills, I take care, I pay for everything, and then as the money comes in, I get paid back. Right, Jonathan? Right out of that. So PayPal almost uh, screwed us over on that too. <laughs> what? We almost had that, that bit of a catastrophe with PayPal oh my God, last, last winter. Yes. Well, this summer, PayPal, trying to charge $120,000 worth of ticket. The money's sitting in PayPal, and I can't get it. <laughs> and American Express wanted their money. Um, so, yeah, so there are a lot of things that we do. None of us that work here. Um, not Jonathan, not Dan. Not Eddie, not myself, not your chapter heads, your regional heads, not the guys that send the email, not Danny on Twitter, not all the guys that moderate all the Facebook pages, um, not the guys that do the newsletter. None of those guys get paid. Your treasurer, your secretary um, for CIA, none of them get paid. Not a one of them. Rachel, for all of the work that she does. Oh, and that's another thing that's happened. As many of you know, the banners came back from Stamford Bridge that we've had up there for about five, six years. They were heavy. Yes, they were, Jonathan. <laughs> that was a damn big box you mailed me, and it wasn't very cool. But anyways, um, those banners got mailed back, got sent back. There's a new initiative at the bridge, and right now we are in the midst of creating six new banners to hang at the bridge, one for each of the regions. So one for the Atlantic Blues, one for the Southeast Blues, one for Midwest, one for Desert, Texas, one for SF Bay Area, Pacific Coast, and one for Southern California. And we are working on those banners to send over the designs so that we're back up at the bridge. How about that? Pretty cool. <clears throat> so there's, see, that's what I mean. And somebody's got to pay for those banners. You know, so, you know, there's a lot of things going on, and that's why you should become a member of Chelsea in America. And, you know, uh, 1,500 will not be our biggest year ever, but I have a feeling that we may hit our biggest year ever. So let's see how it pans out. Because don't forget, it is not too late. It is not too late to sign up for True Blue. You just don't get five loyalty points. It is not too late to sign up for Chelsea in America. True Blue and Chelsea in America memberships will end the middle of December. So you still have all of September, all of October, all of November, and some of December. So make sure, ask that guy standing next to you in the pub, have you signed up? I know I did for the first match of the season. You know, when I was at Swansea, it's like, you haven't signed up. You haven't signed up. You haven't signed up. <laughs> I was brutal. But um, you want to make sure that that happens because there are benefits to memberships. If um, you know, and talk to your pub. You know, maybe you have a play, a favorite pub that you go to, and if they have a benefit that they want to give you guys, maybe you're a, you're in a state that will allow you to have a discount on beer, or they do food, or maybe what they do is anybody that comes in on a Tuesday night for whatever karaoke night, whatever you want to do, um, maybe that's you know, maybe that's you know, whatever the benefit is. If it's a benefit by showing your member card, we want to do that. Okay? Yep. So with that, we want to thank our sponsors. I don't think there's anything else for me to talk about, is there? I don't think so. Okay. With that, we want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank CFC UK USA. Ha ha. Yes, mm. we do. Because we love the fanzine. And I got to damn well send you some money, buddy. Um. It is a Chelsea tradition. If you want to say 
yes, I'm a real Chelsea supporter. Then show me your CMC thing. That's all I got to say about that. Don't show me your shirt. Don't show me your jacket. Don't show me any, show me your subscription to CFC UK. Because everybody I know, that's the thing that they do every time the, the, the CFC UK comes out. They buy a fanzine. That is why CFC UK is the number one fanzine in all of the Premier League. Probably all of all leagues. We sell, CFC UK, sells more fanzines than any other club. If you want, you know, I mean... If you want to really know what supporters think, don't go to the club website. Pick up CFC UK. That's what tells you what's going on in the club. That's what tells you what's going on at Chelsea. That is the supporter's eye view. And guess what? None of your players and none of your managers. So get your fancy. It's important. Those are people that write, the, the people that write for that, and some of them have been writing for years. Some of them write from time to time. It is, I mean, I get my subscription and I still cannot help myself. Every match day I go and I get my pound and I get my fans because it doesn't feel like a Chelsea match day without that CFC UK in my, my purse. It just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't. So you want to be a real Chelsea supporter? $24. Twenty Right, Dan? 24 bucks? Yep. $24 will get you CFC UK delivered to your door every single time the issue is out, and that's once, once a month, sometimes sometimes some special issues as well. Okay? We also want to thank 8x8 Magazine, the most beautiful magazine for the beautiful game. You really have to look at it to understand what a great magazine it is. Okay? Please think about it. Maybe you, maybe you, make, maybe you make that on your Christmas list. Say, you know what, this is what I really want for Christmas. I want a subscription to 8 by 8 minutes. We also want to thank One World Sports. God bless them. And let's hope that pretty soon we have One World Sports on all networks, on all cable providers, whatever, so we can watch Chelsea TV and the cricket. Right, Jonathan? Right over that. And like Jonathan said, now is the time. It's now time. It's fall. It's getting to fall. Now is the time. For pies. So get on over there to the English Pork Pie Company. Also, if you're a member, please read the inserts that we gave you about the CST and the CPO. Please support them. It's important. Yes, a share is probably one of the most important things you could possibly do. And yes, we are. Oh, and that's the other thing. For those of you that did not get a chance on tour to buy a raffle ticket to win a CPO share, we're going to be doing more raffles of CPO shares. So look. Look in your email for details on that. Jonathan, did you buy a raffle ticket? No, I also need to do that. <laughs> See? Dan, did you buy was... a raffle ticket? Nope. Oh! I mean, I, I mean, unless you guys... Do you have enough CPO shares? Oh, no, I have one. I have a CPO no. share. I have five. Maybe I need more. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, I know they have like a bridesmaid or a bride's bridal shower. Is it called a bridal shower? Do they do like a, a room shower? Mm, not that I know of. I would Just tell a bachelor you, party. Yeah. No, that's a hen party. Brides have that too. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I would say that you need to tell your groomsmen their mystery. Mr. Dan, okay, who's not, you know, took some time out, not doing this for recently, on the podcast, <laughs> uh, that that's what you, that they should bang together. All right, that's what I'll do. Or tell your wife, <laughs> honey, that would be the perfect present. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just keep buying my own shares. <laughs> But I, I'm I'm lucky I've got maybe only I think I maybe only have four, not five. I have one signed by Mourinho, one signed by Frank, one signed by JT, and one just signed by Richard King. I have four. Oh no, I have another one too. Yeah, I have I have another one too. I do have five. 
So, and I, I'll probably get another one this year. I'll have to decide. I want mine signed by me. That's going to be impossible. Um, but anyways, yeah, so get your CPO share. Because, you know, even if what you have to remember with the CPO is that we own the ground. Roman doesn't own that ground. We own the ground, and we own the rights. The Chelsea Football Club can only play their home games on that ground. That's what we want. Because God only knows who wants to go to Milton Keynes. Everybody. Yeah, Jonathan, you're going to be excited about going over to England to go to Milton Keynes? I don't think so. Not at all. Exactly. All right, guys, with that, we want to support the CST. Make sure you vote if you're a member. Support the CPO. Get a share. Start saving up. Um, and look for the information on the Ralph Cup. Other than that, I think that's it. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. So, there's a saying at Chelsea. Win or lose, up the blues. That's up the Chelsea. Or lose. Up the blues. Stop win. with the panic. It'll all get worked out. Off the panic button. Up the Chels. Up the Chels. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.